You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Happy Easter to everyone out there. And we were rewarded with a Astros win, finally. But before we get to all this action, we're going to talk about Astros and the Twin Series. Let's bring them on. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. If I sound a little raspy, I was at the Dynamo game last night, an absolute party. They won 3-0. little hoarse from, from yelling and screaming. Had a great time, but looking forward to talking about this Astros series because it ended on a great note. All right, so let me tell you this story real quick. We're, we moved into our new house, and there's like this space between me and the neighbors, right? Like this dead space. And the grass was getting like super long. So I cleared it all out, mowed it, wore myself out bad. <laughs> I was exhausted last night. And then I woke up, I went to church. I got another story about the Italian restaurant, but I went to church. We came home and I went to sleep. I slept till like eight o'clock. I mean, I, or seven. I just barely woke up. And I know you took a nap too. Why were you worn out? So also got up, went to church. Uh, the boys did a Easter candy drop. So basically just candy everywhere. No eggs. Get all the candy you want. Um, and then we went to my sister's house. My sister did like a pinata, you know, Easter egg hunt, food. And the spread is always really big, really heavy. She cooks for a small army. My sister was probably like a, an event planner in another life. She probably should do it now. I just think, you know, she always talks like she hates it, but we know that she loves it and she always throws it down. So we did that, had a really good time. So you Came were in back. a food coma. <clears throat> I think so. I think so. I had a couple of dope beverages, but, but just... Between last night's game and then this morning, I've just been going and going and going. I think my body was finally like, you know what? We're shutting you down. <clears throat> There's that voice. We're shutting you down. Yeah. So uh, I, I took a little nap too, and and here I am, kind of kind of ready to rock and roll. I watched the end of the game today, and then I fell asleep. Well, I fell asleep in the chair, so I came <clears throat> in bed. And then when I woke up, I told Tom, man, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep, and he was asleep too. 
But one more <laughs> non-baseball story, folks. I have to share this with you. So whenever we go places, my wife always makes a lot of Facebook reels. And so she's always, you know, recording things. And so they bring dessert out. One of the one of the couples order Italian cake. And the wait the waiters and waitresses actually, we're in Castroville. I know it's not an Italy town, but they actually had accents. Like they were actually from Italy. And so the lady comes out and she goes, Italian cake. <laughs> and my wife's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can can you do that again? And the lady went, <laughs> she's like, okay, go. And the lady went, Italian cake. <laughs> she, she wanted she had nothing she didn't want nothing to do with that nope nope you weren't you weren't getting her to do it twice <laughs> all right let's get into this game or let's get into this series uh we have the astros at the twins the astros come into the series three and four uh friday was jose urquidy uh the astros started the scoring alex bregman with an rbi single brian dubon no scoring until the bottom of the sixth when brian abreu was in the Twins score from third on a wild pitch and were tied. And no scoring till the 10th. And this is one thing that makes me happy out of all the losing and this and that is that the Astros scored a run in the 10th inning. Whether you like the ghost runner or not, it makes me happy when they score because it makes me so angry when they don't. <laughs> you kind of feel like that run's a given. That first run. You know, they put the runner on second. There's just so many ways you can get it done, whether it's bunting the runner over and then sacrificing him in or just getting that initial knock, whatever the case may be. You really feel like if you don't score, you just failed as an offense because it's like putting you on the one-yard line, like like almost like, or, or you know, college football, I think they put you on like the 10 or something like that in overtime. 25. You feel like you, yeah, well, okay, I'm sorry, 25. You feel like you have to score, like, like it's a given. At it's least just a field a goal. Yeah, something. Yeah. So that first run is almost a given that you have to score. And when you're able to hold a team down, you know, it's it's like it's the greatest feeling one. But then when you when you get held down, you're just like, man, our offense is so inept. So in the bottom of the 10th, Minnesota had two RBI singles and they went three to two. That was Ryan Stanek, a third of an inning, two hits and two runs, one strikeout. He got the loss and the blown save. Montero, Presley and Neris, three Scoreless innings combined. And our starter, Jose Arquiti, five and a third, seven hits, which is kind of high, but only one run. One walk and six strikeouts. Overall, I think it was a good game because I think the pitchers held them down. I know our offense isn't quite there yet, and it's probably never going to get there until Altuve and Michael Brantley come back. But I'm actually not too upset with a loss like this. Well, I know they talked to Dusty after the game, and he was like, look, I know a lot of people are upset with the way we've come out of the gates, but we've lost three one-run games, and those, those, you know, you want to be in a position to play meaningful baseball or whatever. You you don't want to lose five to one or whatever like that. So, and the Astros are terribly, terribly, you know, historically slow starters. So if you've been following them, you know this is not new. It, I mean, the positives you can draw from it, obviously, they they were able to, you know, get runs across, like you said, in extra innings. Uh, Urquidy worked in and out of trouble all day long. One of those one of those starts that where he's not sharp. You can tell he's not sharp, but the defense was playing. He made just enough pitches. Those are games that, that he gave you a chance to win. 
So that's all you can hope for on a day when he's not crisp. And it's it's just a tough luck. You tip your cap. They were able to get a little bit more done and you move on to the next day. I mentioned this plenty of times before and even last season. The Astros started out so bad last year, and I don't even know what the record is. All I remember is people saying, this team isn't it. This team's not going <laughs> to win the World Series. This team isn't going to do anything, and they win the World Series. So, I mean, based on that, based on the talent, based on the two great guys that we don't even have in, and we also got McCullers to add to the rotation soon, there's zero panic here. Let's go to Saturday. Luis Garcia gave up a three-run homer in the bottom of the first. We're down three to zero, an RBI single. Right out of the gate, we are down four to zero. Not a fun game, but something exciting happened in the top of the third. I guess you, I mean, the other guys have to get on base, but with one swing, a grand slam by Jordan Alvarez, and we're tied. So this is a game that just like, these guys just took it from you, and you got it back. You you have a chance to win. What what a great grand slam by uh, Jordan Alvarez. Absolutely the third in his career, which I feel like that is going to be a number that is not going to stay very low for very long, especially when we talk about how great this offense is and, and where he'll be in a position to do this often. 116 miles an hour off the bat. Uh, the first pitch he saw, just a laser. Really, really impressive swing. It was exactly what the Astros needed because it just seemed like right out of the gate, this is going to be one of those games you didn't want to watch. They weren't going to be in it. It was just going to be one of those stinkers. Uh, you know, going going to the to the to the northeast, I guess, in the beginning of the season is always tough because it's always cold and baseball is such a warm weather sport. You go up there and you just never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's the Astros doing that to teams. Sometimes it's that do, happening to them. You just hope that, you know, you're able to put together offense because when it's cold, the ball doesn't travel out as much. You know, pitchers seem to be a little bit crisper and guys don't want to swing the bat. You know, you just want to get the bat swing uh, going. So it was great to be in the game after being down 4-0. Maldi, Chaz, and Bregman were on base. All right, so we go to the bottom of the six. Magic Man pitching gives up an RBI single to Vasquez. It's 5-4. to four. Blanco's in, gives up an RBI single to Vasquez. We're up six to four. I mean, we're down six to four. And these two RBIs spark Twitter crazy. Ah, oh, we should have kept him. We should have kept Vasquez instead of Maldonado. To all you Maldonado supporters, you know, blah, blah, blah. like stuff like this always gets the naysayers out. Well, Maldi had a tough series. So if you go back to the game prior, which we didn't talk about, because I, I, I don't think it needed the, that much attention. Maldi and Stanek got crossed up a couple times, and then it just seemed like stuff. It just seemed like Maldi was back there, and he, he just had a hard time where we're so used to, we're so accustomed to him being so great. And anytime a pass ball happens, you're just like, what? You know, like, like Maldi took the blame for that. He said he couldn't see very good because of the shadows. Right, right, right. But, and that's why I didn't, I didn't mention, make mention of it. But that, if you if you looked at Twitter the day before, that's what got really, you know, people, they're like, all right, the guy already didn't hit. Now he's struggling behind the dish. Now I yeah. got a problem. So then fast forward to the next day, 
and this just compounded it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here, here yeah. comes Vasquez hit with the RBIs, and then you know we're, we're, do we're struggling. Yep. This guy we had is doing better than the guy we do have, so that's kind of what they're thinking. Uh, Buxton had a three-run homer in the same inning. It was nine to four. Right spot going in the ninth inning. Payne, you had a two-run homer. Abreu was on nine to six. That was a final. But the Astros had guys on base at the end. They had the uh, I think they had the tying runner up to bat. They had two guys on. So, I mean, you just get too far behind. And uh, that was Blanco in the bottom of the eighth inning. He's looked so good, and that was just such a horrible inning. The Astros had seven hits, six runs. Minnesota had twelve hits. They scored nine runs. Maton, no runs. Stanek came back with no runs. Magic Man, two hits and a run with a strikeout. Blanco, four hits, four runs, and two walks. The one thing I want to point out, uh, this was the first game where they made a change to the lineup. Dusty moved Jeremy Pena down, moved Chaz to the leadoff spot to kind of spark the offense a little bit. They talked to Dusty. Dusty's like, look, you know, I want to give – Jeremy a break when he's hitting being in the leadoff spots. Great. When you're not hitting you're over 20 in a hurry and you like create a bigger slump and it's a lot of pressure. It's definitely not an easy spot to, to be in. I mean, Oh yeah. You, you know, we, we take for granted how great some of our leadoff hitters have been in the past, but it's a really difficult thing to do. So I moved him back to the six hole, moved Chaz up. Chaz has been swinging a hot bat. I think Chaz is really solidifying himself as the center fielder or at least in an everyday guy. Like, if you want to move him to left and then and, and move some guys around to give some guys some time off, fine. But this guy is an everyday baseball player. He needs to play every day. And all he did was have great at-bats and looked really good. His defense has never been questioned. Obviously, he's been, you know, spotlighted a few different times, postseason, regular season, great defense. So this is something that going forward, potentially we could see a lot of. And, and if he's able to keep it going, it's going to be a great addition or a great problem solution that the Astros were facing because they were really struggling to get guys on base in front of Tuck and Jordan, who started out so hot to begin the season. I know that Pena excels in the two hole. And I think it was Greg Lucas that pointed it out to us that you have all these guys behind you and that's why you get good pitches. But I've always believed this, no matter how good you are, there's a different type of pressure in that leadoff spot. And you made a good point. If you're struggling, you're getting more at bats than anybody. And it's just going to be, I was going to use the word exemplified, but I don't even know if that's a good word. It just sounds all right. Well, I can't take credit for that quote. That was directly from Dusty. Dusty Dusty had the the whole, that, those, those were his words in his post-game or oh, yeah. pre-game presser where he's like, look, when you're when you're hitting, leadoff is great because then you're getting more chances. But when you're struggling, you become over twenty in a hurry, and then people start to point at you, and the light gets brighter. You get you know interrogated a little bit more thoroughly because you're expected to be able to get the offense going. That's a lot to ask. Some people just go up there and hit and don't think and just do, and other people they start to think about it, struggle a little bit. All right, let's go to today's game, Hunter Brown who struggled his first start. We go to the top of the third. Chaz, a two-run homer, brought in Dubon. Astros up 2-0. to zero. Solano had a 
RBI double to make it two to one. Top of the fifth, Chaz, a two-run single. Brought in Pena and Dubon, four to one. And then Pena had an RBI double, bringing in Jordan Alvarez. Five to one Astros, that was the final. Hunter Brown, seven innings. That is amazing. That's a very good outing. Seven innings, two hits, one run, two walks, seven strikeouts. Abreu did great. Presley did great. The Astros scored five runs on 11 hits. Minnesota only had two hits. So great job by the pitching staff. And if you look at these scores, great job by Chaz and Jeremy Payne. Yeah, seven innings for Hunter Brown is a career high. I believe so is the seven strikeouts. He had faced the minimum through three innings, and he only threw 36 pitches. He was incredibly economical early on. Just attack, attack, attack. He looked really good. He looked like the guy that everybody feels is the next iteration of Justin Verlander. He was really dominant. They had no answer for him. And this is a lineup that just put up nine runs the night before. So clearly, they were coming into the game feeling really good, and that was the the absolute stopper role that he played. He looked so good, so confident. Can't say enough about Hunter Brown. Chaz McCormick. Chaz McCormick has is, is been given every reason to not be good. They they didn't start him opening day. They, they've in and out, in and out, in and out the lineup. Every reason to not be good. All this guy does is come in and hit. Professional at-bats, plays great defense, says all the right things in the post-game presser. He looks so composed. This guy is, is, is showing everyone what kind of player he is. He looks so good. I think if Dusty messes with him again, Astros Twitter will riot because they yeah. love Chaz already. You know, everybody's a fan of the Chaz chomp. And now, like, now he's over here balling. And you you can't mess with him right now. You just can't. He's <laughs> he's he's probably in that rarefied air with Tuck, Jordan, and and Jose Abreu right now, who we haven't really said much about, has got a hit in every game. So the offense looked great. Jeremy Pena looked good in the six hole. They talked to him about being in the six hole. He said, look, I didn't want this, but I'll do whatever's best for the team. He said all the right things. He uh, he understood that this was a move that that you know felt that Dusty felt could help the team. So he ran with it. I love that from the young guy. He could have very easily had a hard time with this and been upset and and thought he needed more of a leash the same way Alex Bregman got plenty of leash when he struggled early on. So can't say enough good things about the way the team is handling, juggling all the different things that Dusty's doing that kind of could potentially hinder them. So a great win for the Strohs. Looking forward to them to going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's hot. They got to be really careful with them, but really proud of them for their win today. All right, folks, we're going to take a small break. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at the standings, the pitching matchups against Pittsburgh. I got another thing I want to talk about. This team scored seven runs and got no hit. I don't know if you heard about this, folks. And then we got we, – we didn't make a change, so I'm going to stick with what we had last year. Offensive player of the series, pitcher of the series, and the Coach Rose Award. So stick <laughs> with us, and we will be right back. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, folks, we're back. Your Astros are now four and six. Seattle is also four and six. Leading the division are the Angels and Texas Rangers, and they're only five and four. We're one game behind. After starting the series against the Twins so badly, Oakland two and seven. What about the Rays, buddy? Nine and oh, they won again today. Mets are five and five. What else can you say about the Rays? What an amazing start! The Rays are really scary. Like if if I had to today go, okay, there's a team that's going to come out of the AL that you don't want to face in the postseason. Right now, it's the Tampa Bay Rays. The question has always been around them has been their offense. They're hitting the cover off the ball right now. It seems like every year they just go through pitchers, their young pitcher, another young pitcher comes up and deals. Their pitching is amazing right now. And and I wouldn't even say they're healthy. Arguably one of their best pitchers in Tyler Glasnow isn't pitching. And they're just so good. They're they're uh they're well coached and they're scary. They're really scary. Like they're for real. I don't think, you know, a, a lot of the, the preseason stuff had them, you know, in the playoffs and some people kind of scoffed and like, ah, Tampa now, nah, you know, whatever Tampa is for real. And, and, and if you don't, if you're not watching them, you should, because you'll see it. Wander Franco, Jose Siri, uh, Yandy Diaz. They've got some guys that can really a Rosa Reina. Like they've got guys that are really talented and you just can't sleep on them. They're going to be a tough out. I think they're not going away. I think they're going to be they, – they could win the East. As as good as the Yankees started out too, they've started out really well. The Tampa Bay Rays are just so well-constructed, and that team is very deep and very scary. Well-constructed at a uh, decent budget. I don't know how they do it. They're just really good at it. So next up for the Astros, they go to Pittsburgh, which I would love to go to Pittsburgh. They, have, they, they fixed up downtown. You have that beautiful view of the two yellow bridges – in the river across in the outfield. We got Framer Valdez on Monday. He has a 150 ERA against Contreras. He has a 1.59 ERA. So good pitching matchup there. Javier, 327 against Keller, who is 386. Good matchup there. And Wednesday, Arkady's back. He's 0 0 with a 386, taking on Hill, who's 0 1 with a 10 ERA. The Astros are off Thursday. Then they go back home to play the Texas Rangers and Toronto three games each, I believe next week or the week after that, I guess they're off Thursday again. All right, buddy. 
Are you ready to tell me your players of the week? Well, real quick, one thing I want to point out, and this is why we constantly preach patience, is that you look at those pitch-up matchups, they favor the Astros. The Astros lineup put five runs on the board today, probably could put seven, eight. They had opportunities all day long. They looked really good. Uh, that, that issue with Tucker or whatever, when he got thrown out of the game, you know, the whole nine. I really think that Chaz being at the top, if he can, if he can stay consistent, and then Pena being where he is in the six hole, back to where he was, where he did so much damage in the postseason. If they can start hitting the ball like this, the pitching is going to catch up. Seventy two hours from now, they could be in first place in the division, and all of Astros Twitter has basically felt like the sky is falling all season long because of how bad they started. I don't know why. <laughs> They're just all overreactors, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really think that this, you know, one good series and they could be right back at the top where we're accustomed to being. Looking forward to that. And now let's talk about some post-series awards. All right. The first award ceremony of 2023. Offensive player of the series. I have Mr. Chaz McCormick. I agree. He had uh, three for nine, four RBIs, moved to the leadoff spot, taking advantage of it. Pitcher of the series, I have Mr. Hunter Brown. I agree. <laughs> All right. Let's go with the <laughs> Coach Rose Award. I got four for eight, Mauricio Dubon. I agree. I, three I thought for I, three. I thought for sure your Coach Rose was going to be somebody else, and I was going to have Dubon to myself. But as much hate as Dubon gets for being just a guy, because I, I feel like that's what he is. He's not good. He's not bad. He's just a guy and and a platoon guy, that kind of deal. This series, he was very good. Very yeah, good. Defensively, offensively, all the way around. I was thinking about him being the offensive player of the uh, series, but he didn't really drive in any runs. So, But he definitely deserves the coach rose. Because who expected that? We don't even want the guy playing, and he gets an award. All right, so the Lookouts versus the Trash Pandas. I don't know. One of these are an Angels uh, affiliate. But anyway, the Lookouts are down 5-0, to zero, Chattanooga Lookouts. And the other team, the Trash Pandas, walk the bases loaded, right? They walk another guy. It's 5-1. to one. They hit the ball to the outfield, error on the outfielder. Three runs come in. It's five to four. Still no hits. The pitcher, I don't know if they changed who the pitcher was, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, hit by pitch again. They hit three hitters in a row, three batters in a row, tied five to five, wild pitch six to five, hit by pitch seven to five, and it was a seven-inning game, and they win seven to five. Down five to zero, they went seven to five without one hit. I don't know what is a fireable offense in minor league baseball. That's got to be up there. That's got to be up there. <laughs> I should have looked into it more about like, was this the same guy that hit four batters in one inning? I don't know. I, I would not be surprised. That's a that's a crazy feat to not give up a hit and to lose a game with a five run lead. It just doesn't even sound real. Four walks in a row, an error, three hit by pitch, a wild pitch, and another hit by pitch. That, how does this happen? 
Because I don't think they have the same rules, right? I don't think they have to face three batters. I don't think they have I don't the know. same limitations in minor league. I mean, you could bring anybody in whenever. So the fact that the coach would allow that, knowing that it's a seven inning game, that's tough. Yeah, I'd have to, I didn't see the box score. I only see I only saw the story. But anyway, that's all I have, buddy. Here's a few minutes for you to do your final thoughts. I know this was a terrible series on paper. You know, you lose two out of three, and the offense was kind of anemic at times. But it really just seems like to me like this is typical Astros baseball in April, in you know, the beginning of the season. This is just how they roll. They they normally find a stride, and then. You just get quality start, quality start, quality start, quality start. Or then you get, you know, five, six, seven runs. So I really just feel like the Astros are just the same that they've always been. I know there's been a lot of people that just can't stand losing. I mean, you get these rings, you win the World Series, you expect to just win every game. But there's a good chance two-thirds of the games throughout the throughout the season are just going to be lost. And And – that's that's the thing that I think some people get lost upon is that you win 100 games, you lose 62 of them. That's two thirds of the games, you know, you win. So a third of them you lost or roughly whatever. And uh, I was never the, the greatest math student. <laughs> decent, <laughs> But the loss, lo- losing is part of it. You're just not going to win every game. So I think Abreu's looked amazing. He's every bit as advertised. The event's a little shaky here, there, whatever, but all he's done is hit. And can you imagine if he's going to be on base all the time for Jose Altuve and Michael Brantley and, you know, well, he won't be on base for them, but they'll be on base for him. Yeah. And and the, the line will just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Tucker has been phenomenal. Uh, he didn't run an award, but he should have. Uh, Jordan has been phenomenal. He didn't win a war. He's got 14 RBIs already. Like, we're. I think. We're, I think if we would have been able to do every series this year, Tucker would have won some awards. Oh, for sure. He for missed sure. out on it. Sorry, yeah. Tuck. We owe you. <laughs> hey, uh, I think it, all 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 this awesome offensive output that Tuck's had just validates what what we think. You know, I I think MLB as a whole is starting to get to see uh, Kyle Tucker for the player that he is, he's just so quiet. Just so, just so mellow that I think not a whole lot of people know about him yet. Obviously when, when the, 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 the bigger clubs, you know, I, I see, you know, Yankees Twitter, I see some Dodgers Twitter. They respect what that man is because they see it. But the casual fan, I think is kind of like, I don't necessarily know who that guy is. I think if you saw him in a crowd, probably wouldn't know he was a baseball player, you know, like, like, you saw him at Fiesta in San Antonio or whatever. He'd probably walk around pretty chill. The the the, the real baseball fan would be like, holy crap, that's Kyle Tucker. Yeah. Everybody else would be like, eh, it's just a guy. So <laughs> so one I think one positive thing to bring out the, of this series, and I know that Jordan had a uh, grand slam in these three games, but the rest of the season, the rest of the series before this, if it wasn't for Jordan and Kyle Tucker, we probably wouldn't even have scored any runs. Like they just carried the team. So it was nice to see other players, Pena, Chaz McCormick. It's nice to see other players uh, contribute instead of it just being a two man team. And we kind of needed it. 
this series. But I wanted to point this out, folks. The uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, they swept the Boston Red Sox, who aren't that great, but they still swept them. I don't care if you're playing the worst team in the league. It's hard to sweep somebody. And then they just got out of a series with the White Sox where they won 13 to 9. They lost 11 to 5. And then today they won 1 to 0. Take away from that what you want. Yeah. I, <clears throat> so far, they look like a really good ball club. Uh, they're, they're, I want to say it's the second baseman or center fielder. I can't think of his name. He's leading the league in home runs. And they were trying to trade him. He he was trying to get traded. It was that outfielder, like Reynolds, the one yes, that we were that we were wanting to trade for last yes, year. Yes. I was like, oh yeah, trade for him. We want Le- him. Leading the league in home runs. Yeah. Um he's gonna get pitch- paid. He's gonna get yeah. traded and paid somewhere because Pittsburgh isn't the team that, that pays guys like that. Yeah, and, and he's been phenomenal. Uh that kid Cruz, O'Neill, O'Neill Cruz, he got hurt today. Uh, looks like he might have fractured his ankle, but before that, he was playing really well. Uh, Pittsburgh, it seems like they're starting to get some pieces they can build around. I don't know how much that's going to matter if Framber's on his A game, if CJ's on his A game, because Framber looked really good the other night. I'm really looking forward to him kind of carrying us a little bit, trying to get some starts together. Because when he gets going, obviously, the quality start streak starts. I mean, that guy's just so good. I think more more people more and more people are going to realize how good Framber is this season after last season. The numbers are just going to start to stack up. So this is a series. That I think if they can go get two of them, it'll I make think everybody we're set up good. We're set up good. They went to. It'll make everybody relax a little bit. Yeah, we could sweep them, but I mean, we're in good shape with our two aces starting the first two games. I'm I'm pretty positive about the outlook even though Pittsburgh's been doing well and uh anyway that's it buddy that's all I have I'm glad we we're able to do a show again we will be back I guess Thursday morning all right I'm still a night shift we'll be back Thursday morning so anyway for Tom this is your host Rob Fontenot we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.